What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prepigina, back again for the first back-to-back fight week in 2022. So I can't be anything but excited at this moment, as you can hear in my voice. So with that being said, if it's your first time here, if you've been here before, thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get right into the news. Wow, so we are an MMA show, but my podcast roots are firmly planted prior to this show in a pro wrestling podcast. Pro wrestling, I call it my first love. Um... And it's something that I still love to this day. I look around in my in my new studio and I still have pro wrestling plastered all over the place. Um, And with that, you know, I want to talk about one of the more significant things that has happened in pro wrestling in the last few days. And that was today is Thursday, last night's return of John Moxley to AEW. Now. I am a pro wrestling fan. I will say that. But lately, it has been extremely hard to watch WWE. Um, Just, I don't want to say from a moral standpoint, because, you know, the firings and stuff, that's, that's life. There's, you know, I know people from my job that have gotten fired. You know what I mean? So I don't think about that too much. But what I do think about is the chore it feels sometime to watch that program, you know. Um, and with that, I have mostly been watching AEW over everything. Um, 100% every Punk segment because he is my favorite wrestler of all time, I can probably say now. Um Everything that he does, I have to make sure I catch up on because I waited so long for him to return that I want to make sure that I enjoy it while he's here because I know from prior, you know, past experience that he won't be here forever. So I make sure to watch the punk stuff. And, uh, you know, AEW, we talk about how hard it is to watch WWE. It is so easy to watch AEW. Um but the biggest thing that happened this week on AEW was the return of John Moxley, um, and I'm just gonna say from the back, John Moxley is one of the coolest pro wrestlers in the business today. He is just, you know, he's been doing it so long at such a high level that, you know, this return was so refreshing to remind me how awesome John Moxley is. Number one, his look. He's in phenomenal shape. You know, I love the look that he transitioned from Dean Ambrose to just looking like a dirty human to, like, just this badass, like, I'm not a biker, but if we meet at a bar, I'm going to beat you up type thing. Um, The hair's kind of weird, but whatever. You don't want someone like John Moxley to have, like, a quaff or anything. You know what I mean? Um his look, his swagger, his demeanor, and his mic work. This is what we're here to talk about because that promo is more motivational than anything I've ever seen on YouTube. I heard that promo, and I want to run through a freaking wall. 
So it was an amazing return. Uh, he addressed his absence without addressing his absence, if that makes sense. Um, and the closing line where all I drink now is blood, phenomenal line. I loved every second of the promo. It was just a great return. They opened the show with it. It was huge. To me, you know, one of non-punk related, one of the best promos in the last, you know, 12 months, we'll say, because it is a new year. Um, But it's a promo that we'll be talking about by the end of the year because it was so phenomenal. And uh, I'm just so happy to see he's back. He looks incredibly healthy. Um, You know, being a dad will really change you. I think about that all the time. And I think I talk about it a lot on here where there's nothing I love more than being a dad, especially being a dad to a daughter. So for me, the the girl dads in the world, I'm so happy to be a part of that family. I love it because there's just something so special about being a father to a daughter. So John Moxley, I'm so happy to see him back again. One of the biggest stars in pro wrestling, someone who, you know, we talk so much about betting on yourself. You know, it comes up a lot right now in in the in the UFC. You know, I I don't talk about it because it's so money related. I wish it was more like I have something to prove other than I'm worth a lot of money. I wish it was about respect more than money. Um, But to some people, you know, money is their respect. So. You know, but for someone like John Moxley, it's not about the money. It's about, you know, legacy, his place in the business. I think that he's changed the business for the better. I think that he was able to show pro wrestlers that he is a prime example of you can do this without the Fed. You know what I mean? John Moxley showed that it is possible, and I'm so happy to be a fan of John Moxley, and I'm so happy that he's back. That's enough pro wrestling for this week because I can go all day on pro wrestling. I don't get to talk about it nearly enough, but I do want to shout out my guys at, again, I call it my first love, the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Those guys are killing it, Uh, and I'll be back soon. You know, maybe 2021 was a gimmick where I was always asleep. Maybe I was just saving up for 2022 where I make my big return. (laughs) But, um, yeah, go check those guys out on all platforms, Matt Madness. They just finished their award show, Better Late Than Never. I think they did a phenomenal job in talking about last year's happenings. And uh, they're back this week with some uh, some audio fire. <laughs> so thank you so much, Matt Madness, for continuing to go on. Uh, let's get into some MMA. So... First off, non-UFC related because everything else is going to be UFC. Uh, The PFL, the PFL Challenger Series, we talked about it a few weeks ago. It's going to be on FUBU TV, FUBO TV, I think it's called. And it's going to debut on February 18th. Um, That is a Friday, I believe, because February 19th is a Saturday. I know because my birthday is on the Sunday. And there's a UFC card on the 19th. So 
the Challenger series from what I can gather, it's going to be like up and coming fighters. And I think it's a series and maybe some of the weight classes are going to make it into the tournament. I'm not quite sure. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to watch it unless something is newsworthy because, you know, watching Bellator and UFC is is tough enough, especially with being a wrestling fan. On top of that, you know, wrestling, there is a lot of hours, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if there's something newsworthy that, that I feel has to be talked about, if, if Kayla Harrison all of, the, all of a sudden shows up and body slams a dude, uh, that's something I got to watch. So <laughs> the PFL Challenger Series. If you want more MMA, there it is, February 18th, Fubo TV. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Claudia Gedalia. We talked about her a few weeks ago with her retiring. Uh, someone who non-tough, you know, ultimate fighter related, someone who we looked forward to seeing in the UFC that wasn't on that show tough and someone who really made a name for herself just being this gritty, you know, grimy fighter who who gave Joanna Young Jacek a run for her money. Let's not forget how good Claudia Gedalia was. Unfortunately, you know, after those Young Jacek fights, it was pretty up and down from there, but but she was still always so much fun to watch. Um she has retired and has taken a job with the UFC. Yes, Claudia Gedalia is now working with the UFC hand in hand. She explained to Guillerme Cruz on his MMA fighting podcast, um, Tronquiao Franca, quote, I work with several talents, Gedalia said. But I want to work hard the same way I worked as an athlete to help fighters in Brazil develop and understand the things in the sport that aren't very clear and you, how to use the UFC to their advantage and not the other way around. Many people think that they're against us, that there's an inner circle there when the reality is the promotion wants you to develop. I'll focus on this mission of showing people that helping people being at events, and always around to help with everything they need. She says that one of her future goals is to convince the UFC to open a performance institute in Brazil. And uh, yeah, it seems like she's an ambassador. I'm excited for her because I think that she still has a lot to give to the game. Unfortunately, her career was cut short, but her legacy could live on in this role with the UFC. So congratulations to Claudia Gedalia for continuing on with the promotion, even though she's not able to fight anymore. Um, I guarantee you that she's making a phenomenal living doing that and that she's probably going to get a lot more fulfillment from being able to help others' careers grow. So congratulations, Claudia Gedalia. Earlier this week, we heard that the UFC is going to return to London on March 19th. Uh, not a lot has been said about this event. We've heard the rumors of, I believe, a Darren Till main event. I'm curious if the UFC... Now, I, I think it's a fight night, so maybe I'm not going to say that. 
But if they did Leon versus uh, Usman over there, that'd be wild. But I believe it's a fight night, so I'm pretty sure we'd see the same people we saw when all that European crew came over here. We'll see Darren, we'll see Patty, and we'll see Molly for sure. Um, I think that's all I could think of right now. But, hey, London, that's awesome. I hope that they hit more smaller spots in the U.S. soon. Um, I'm not sure what they hit in North Carolina, but if they hit Charlotte, I'd be pretty pumped about that. So, yeah, the UFC is back on the road. London is its first stop as far as international waters. And, uh, yeah, exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, Dana White had an interview with Brett Okamoto. Unfortunately, John Jones is not going to be in attendance for the heavyweight title fight this weekend. But it seems like Dana's still pretty key on him fighting the winner. Um, he did sound like he doesn't know if he wants to really fight at um, heavyweight, but I don't believe that one bit. I feel like that's what John Jones has his mindset on, and um, that's what we're probably going to see at the end of this fight. Now, other topics that he talked about, he talked about the Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz fight, it seems like the timing is kind of off. Like, the UFC is cool with booking it, but these guys want to fight, like, next month. And I don't think he wants to set it up for that month. Um, so he says that they're well into May when it comes to booking. So for the UFC, it looks like it'll be a summer fight. And unfortunately, that'll, you know, cut into that Connor return where both these guys could fight Connor. So it's one of those toss ups. Like you never really know what you're going to get with a Connor and with a Diaz. So I'm interested to see what they come up with in the end. Uh, obviously, he's excited for this weekend, uh, but we'll save the this weekend talk for later on during our preview. I think that the Dana White interview is always a must-listen on a big fight week, uh, and this one was no different. Let's talk about Henry Cejudo. Um, obviously, with you know everything going on with the featherweight title fight, I can't believe that we're even talking about this. So I guess I have like a semi-rant, but really not. <sighs> to the people who are talking about Henry Cejudo in this legendary status. Let me say this in the words of Cody Rhodes, who talked about a prelim wrestler from WCW. Stop. You know nothing. You've drawn zero dollars. No fan has ever left the show thinking about you. You couldn't hang then, and you can't get booked now. Quote, close. Cody Rhodes. Those are my words to Henry Cejudo. I'm sick of this conversation where Henry Cejudo thinks he can just come back and fight for the featherweight title just because he wants the chance to be a three-division champion. It's 
preposterous. I can't believe that you guys are comparing this guy to GSP as well. When you say, like, well, GSP did it. Those are two completely separate human beings. Please cut it out. Oh, drives me nuts. I can't believe that we're even having this conversation about Henry Cejudo. I have this, and you know, Dana White, you love her or hate him. He's correct. Isn't that guy retired? <laughs> like, get over it. Henry Cejudo is all about the cringe, but doesn't make money for the company. Good Lord. <laughs> Let's get into some fight announcements. Thank you so much once again for UFC News Alerts for these fight announcements. Starting off with Julio Arce versus Daniel Santos. Luis Cose versus Preston Parsons. Andre Arlovsky versus Jared Vandera. Jake Hadley will now face Alan Nascimento. Clay Guida versus Claudio Puelles. Cameron Else versus Arioki Lang. Jack. Oh, we'll talk about that this weekend, actually. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll talk about that during the preview. Continuing on with our fight announcements, we have Jakar Close versus Brendan Jenkins. Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. I believe we spoke about that last week. Dean Barry versus Mike Jackson. Hafa Garcia versus Jesse Ronson. A banger at welterweight Miguel Baeza versus Diego Lima. Nikolai Negamarenu versus Ihor Port Poteria. I'm sorry, that guy is from the Contender Series, and his name is tough to say. <laughs> uh, the rebooking of Hardy versus Spivak. Khalil Roundtree versus Carl Roberson. Vincent Pichel versus Mark O. Madsen. Gina Mazzani versus Shauna Young. And Shamil Abhorahimov will now face Sergey Pavlovich. That has been this week's fight announcements. Thank you so much once again to UFC News Alerts for these announcements. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's review the first card of 2022 UFC Fight Night Cater versus Chikadze. This took place from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, as most fight nights have for the last going on three years now. Um, and let's start off at the top because it's kind of hard to ignore how, you know, this card got moved around so much. There are more, if you go to Tapology for the canceled and fizzled bouts, there's more canceled and fizzled bouts than actual fights that happened that night. That's how tough it was for this card to kind of get through. So let's start off at the top because the main event was phenomenal. Um, now, very similar to the main event from the start of last year, Cater versus Holloway, it wasn't, it was like an amazing fight, definitely a fight of the night, 
but it was more an amazing performance from Calvin Cater. Now, we just went over our award show a few weeks ago, and I talk about how I break down the categories for the MMA awards as, you know, by quarter, I do best fights, best knockouts, best performances, and for this upcoming year, just a sneak peek, I'm going to do best rounds. And uh, I already had the, you know, it's it's hard to keep up with all the fights, so I always try to start this list off right away. And it's almost impossible to keep up with, but I had to put this fight on. One of the best fights of the year already. Yes, it's the first card, but this fight was phenomenal. Uh, One of the best performances ever of this year, obviously. Again, uh, Calvin Cater just put it on Giga Chikaze. What a return for Calvin Cater. Round two of this fight, you know, if I even go back to the last six months, one of the best rounds of the last six months this fight is must watch all the respect to giga chikadze but this night was calvin cater's night he had every answer for everything that giga had to do i think that calvin really wore him out with his pressure and he pieced giga up i think so much that it exhausted giga but respect to giga for last in the five rounds and not getting finished calvin cater is back And I cannot wait to see what he can do at 145 throughout the year. I hope that he fights minimum two more times this year because he's so damn talented. And I think with another win or two, he could be right back in that title picture. That's how phenomenal he looked versus Giga Chikatsi. Now the fight to make for me, Calvin Cater versus Yair Rodriguez. Uh, Calvin Cater versus Brian Ortega, you know. Basically, anybody above him I want to see him versus. And uh, Giga, I think Giga needs to take some time off. Maybe he's the one that shouldn't come back till the summer. Heal up. And, uh, you know, Giga's skilled. But this top of this division is on a whole nother level. So I'm looking forward to 145. That's a division that we're going to really keep an eye on for the rest of this year. And they started this year off phenomenal. What a fight. Uh, not gonna lie, rest of the card, not that great. Not that great at all. Uh, Jake Collier finished Chase Sermon in the first round by rear naked choke. Brendan Royvel defeated Rodrigo, Rogerio Bontarine by split decision. Very close fight, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Bontarine won it when I was watching it, but it could have went either way. It was very, very close. Uh, actually, one of the more fun fights, Caitlin Chikagan versus Jennifer Maya. They had a really fun fight. Caitlin Chikagan fought out her contract, uh, not because she wanted to, but the UFC wasn't willing to re-sign her right away. I think that she proved a point here, and uh, she's that lady, you know. You want to get a title shot, you got to go through her, and she's she's really, really good. <laughs> uh, one of my standouts from the Contender Series from last year. Vyeshlev Borishev jumped onto the scene against Dakota Bush and finished Dakota Bush with a liver shot. What a finish. What a debut. 
for one of those killer prospects from the contender series. I cannot wait to see this guy fight again. He's so much fun to watch. Dakota Bush talked about how overweighted his striking was, and he finished. He got finished with a body shot. Come on, man. Clearly, the the uh, striking was well within where it should have been. Everybody knows that he had phenomenal striking, except Dakota Bush. Uh, Bill Algio defeated Joe Anderson Brito, kind of poo-pooed all over the parade. Everybody was talking about Brito going into this weekend, and uh, yeah, he just didn't show up. Bill Algio showed that he could still hang. Jamie Pickett, North Carolina boy, gets it done against the debuting Joseph Holmes. Really, really put it on him, whooped his butt, uh, showed that the experience matters. At 185 especially, the experience matters. Good on Jamie Pickett for getting back on a win streak. Court McGee turned back the clock. Another one who everybody was talking about, this Ramiz Brihamaj. Uh, people wanted to see him. You know, people were excited to see him. But Court McGee, man, he's just getting better with age. These last, I think, two, these last two fights, he's really looked great, you know. And I don't want to bring this too much up because everybody else talks about how tough of a road he's had. Like, his last five fights, three of the fights, Carlos Condit, Sean Brady, Diego Lima. If you want to go farther than that, Sean Strickland, Ben Saunders. You know, this guy has a killer track record when it comes to fights. Obviously, those were all losses that I named. But uh, Court McGee, just a phenomenal talent, a lot of fun to watch, and a great story. So anytime he wins, you know, it's it's good for me. You know, I'm excited for him. Brian Boom Kelleher defeated Kevin Kroom. Good on Kroom for coming in on short notice. That was actually a really fun fight. And then TJ Brown started off the night defeating Charles Rosa by unanimous decision. So, yeah, not the best card, but it was great to be back. I loved sitting down for a fight night again. It felt like it just felt so natural. Man, I was excited. But, uh. That was then. This is now. Let's talk about this weekend's card, UFC 270. Well, (laughs) as pay-per-view, you know, as a custom on a pay-per-view fight card, I watched the pre-card press conference before I record the preview to the card so (laughs) wow that was one of the strangest pre-fight press conferences in a long time it was really awkward it was just the people from the two title fights and you know eric uh new york rick said it best uh, the interactions between Francis Ngannou and Cyril when they were, you know, going back and forth, they got stuck on like the most specific detail every time. And um, 
Davison, Figueredo, and Brandon Moreno were just so annoying. You know, I love Moreno. He has this like childlike charm about him. He's he's really like he seems like a genuinely nice guy, but Davison is like so disingenuous. He's the worst comic book villain I've ever seen. He's five four. Like I'm not scared of you, bro. <laughs> like, um, it's just not not entertaining at all. But I will say this: I was not that excited for the main event. Um, I feel like there's too much talk about Francis's contract. Like, I don't care about that. I want to see the fight. And the best thing that this press conference did was. After the face-off, I was like, oh, this fight is actually happening. And I actually got pretty pumped up. These guys size up pretty well. Um, Francis, obviously, is the more intimidating-looking one. But Cyril, just as big, just as tall. You know what I mean? So, obviously, we know about Cyril's athleticism. Um, Francis's knockout power. It's really bad to say that, oh, my God, Francis has never faced anybody as technical as... Cyril gone when Francis just beat one of the best heavyweights, you know, an overall great fighter in Stipe who, you know, he can wrestle, he hits hard, he, you know, he can handle himself on the ground. Like it was, it was hard, you know, to say that Stipe isn't technical. Yes, I do agree that Cyril is technical. He's clearly more athletic than someone like Stipe. Um, so I think that's the edge that Cyril has. Um, I like Francis, but I don't like his chances in this fight. I'm really excited to see what Cyril can do. Obviously, Francis has what they call the X factor. You know, he hits like a Mack truck. The fight can end at any moment, just like any other MMA fight, not just this one. Um, but I'm not ready to pick anybody. I'm just excited to see the fight. I just cannot wait to see the fight. It's a great one. Obviously, we've seen Brendan Moreno versus Davison Figueredo twice already, and both times they were phenomenal fights. Um, I just think that Brendan has Davison's number. I think it's going to be a tough night for Davison once again. You know, everything's being made up for how great Davison looks, but man. He's still sucked in, you know what I mean? It's still a rough weight cut whether he's in shape or not. So that's always going to be a hindrance to his performance. Brendan Moreno can probably eat a full dinner tonight and still make weight tomorrow. So no matter what, though, one, two, three, four times, I'm excited for this fight. It's a phenomenal fight. We've seen it twice, so we know it's going to be a great fight. <laughs> then we move on to the rest of the card starting at the bottom. The night starts off with... Contender Series, a lot of Contender Series alum here, but Contender Series alum Jasmine Jazdavizius versus the returning Kay Hansen. They moved this card over here so Kay Hansen can fight in her hometown. So that should actually be pretty entertaining. We have Matt Frivola versus Gennaro Valdez. Valdez coming off his knockout of off of the Contender Series, uh, Frivola coming off of getting knocked out by Terrence McKinney. Uh, Vanessa Dumopoulos versus Silvana Gomez-Juarez. We have 
Simon Oliveira versus Tony Gravely. I'm excited to see the debut of Jack Della Maddalena versus Pete Rodriguez. Michael Morales, another contender series standout, takes on Trevin Giles. Hayoni Barcelos takes on Victor Henry, finally getting a shot in the UFC. He's 21-5. and five. Obviously, he's extremely, extremely um, experienced, and he's getting a shot against a really tough opponent in Hayoni Barcelos. And then the prelims close with one of the top featherweight prospects, Ilya Teporia, taking on Charles Air Jordan. Hadolfo Vieira kicks off the main card versus Wellington Terman. Cody Stamen takes on Saeed Namurgamadoff. And then the return of Michel Pajeda versus the debuting Andre Filhau. So that's UFC 270. I can't wait to see it. It should be a phenomenal card on Saturday night. But that has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast, as well as Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.